Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thirty-five miles south of here is a place known as Camp Atterbury. Today, it is used mainly for the Army Reserves and for Job Corps training. On the grounds, there is a tiny Catholic chapel dedicated to Our Lady. It was constructed during World War II by Italian prisoners of war. Right after the Pearl Harbor attack, December 7, 1941, Italy joined their allies in the war against the United States. Italian prisoners of war captured on the battlefields were housed at Camp Atterbury. At its peak, there were 3,000 prisoners. Some rather talented prisoners spearheaded the construction of a chapel that looked like something in their beloved homeland. They used whatever wood, metal, stone, or other materials they could scrounge up. They mixed paint from berries or other plants, even their own blood, to get the right paint color for images of Mary, St. Francis, and St. Anthony. More than likely, like too many Italian men, These guys probably did not go to church much 
when they were at home. Sort of strange, they would build a church. But now this tiny chapel was their hope in God, confidence in a God that would take care of them. People must have hope. Human beings cannot live without hope. We can't live without something to live for, without something to look forward to. And like the animals, we are blessed or cursed with the ability to think about the future. We can fear the future. And the future does not seem to be going very well these days. Seems like the future is going quickly downhill. Just over 30 years ago, the movie Home Alone came out. In one scene, the boy Kevin goes to the grocery store. He picks up a half gallon of milk, half gallon of orange juice, TV dinner, a loaf of Wonder Bread, frozen mac and cheese, liquid detergent, saran wrap, a bag of toy soldiers, snuggle dryer sheets, and toilet paper. He paid a grand total of $19.83. Today that cost would be over $70. The economy is not the only thing in trouble. Yet without hope, we surrender to despair. But we can find all kinds of things to live for. Security or realizing some success. We hope that the next generation will not suffer because of our mistakes. We work through politics, medicine, or technology so that we can expect future generations will be better off. Not all these hopes are selfish. They can give dignity plus purpose to the lives of those who come after us. Hope is essential to living. This notion of hope is why the church gives us Old Testament readings during Advent. We need to learn what to hope for. The people of the Old Testament had the courage to hope for big things, that the desert would be turned into fertile land, that the now scattered and divided people would be united again. They prayed that crooked paths would become straight, the blind would see, the deaf would hear, the lame could walk, the wrong in the world would be corrected. The prophet Isaiah is the premier reading for Advent. Today we hear the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. Fear not to cry out and say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. Here comes with power the Lord God. These Old Testament people's hopes are basically no different than ours. An end to divisions among us, an end to wars, lasting peace, tranquil lives, enough food, an end to disease, suffering, pain, and misery. But you know, too often we insult God by not being bold enough in prayer. It'd be like having a world-renowned chef come to cook at your home and then just ask for grilled cheese sandwiches. If we really trust God, just like Old Testament people, we should not be afraid to think big.
Now we wonder when all this will happen. Like Advent's theme, God, we are waiting. The answer is that it already has happened. But unless we accept the Messiah's message, nothing is going to change. That's the problem. We have much in common with God's chosen people. Both of us, Christians and Jews, we all long for the coming of the Savior. But we differ in two different ways. First, we believe God already entered history to reveal himself. Christians believe the Savior has come once already in the person of Jesus Christ. And we believe he will come again at the end of time. We long to see him and then hear him say, I am here. But the Jewish people might be surprised when he also adds, it's good to be back. Second, unlike the Old Testament, Christ has revealed to us a God that is not far off. God is not an angry God. He is here among us. The last of the great prophets, John the Baptist, takes over. St. Mark quotes Isaiah, Prepare the way of the Lord. The Savior is here for our salvation. He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was born of the Virgin Mary and became man. It is happening. We can find him today in word and sacrament. Advent is this waiting season before Christmas. Advent is the season to cultivate the virtue of hope. Without hope, our lives can be miserable. And without Christ, the world is miserable. The Savior of the world has come. He is among us. Advent is not waiting for him to be born, to come into the world. That's already happened. Our challenge is to believe that, to accept the Savior, then to focus on all the good things that can happen if we really believe in him. Prisoners of war at Camp Atterbury build a chapel on the hope that they could be freed. We prisoners of an imperfect world can build our lives, our dreams, our hopes with that same confidence that we will be free. Let's together say, Creed, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, 